welcome. My name is Melissa Hughes, and I'm the Business Solutions Director at Workplace Options Canada. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the topic of providing mental health support for on-site and remote workers. I'm pleased to be joined by a very special guest, Mary Lou Spagrid. Mary Lou is the Mental Wellness Coordinator at the JFJB Floor Joint Project between JGC Corporation and Floor Corporation. She has 30 years of professional experience working in the field of mental health and has worked closely with first responders, providing training on understanding and engaging with persons with mental illness. Mary Lou, welcome. Thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for the invitation. Mary Lou, in your current position, you manage creating mental health and wellness programs in camp settings. What are some of the physical and mental stressors that on-site and remote workers face that you've seen from your experience? Well, there's a variety of things. Uh, We often start with talking about the fact that we're away from families. We're away from our main support system, so there's some risk of isolation. Um, The fact that lots of times changing our our habits, our social groups, our volunteers, our friend group, all of those things, Mm -hmm. long hours, um, long-distance travel. On our site here, we have people from over 209 countries, so sometimes some extensive travel and for some of us that are more what we consider local, uh, you know, within Canada, United States, we do a 14 and 7 rotation. So we get home every 14 days. But people from other countries are sometimes here for two or three months before they're able to go home. Uh, communal living. Um, sometimes it's great and sometimes it's really tough if you have a neighbor that snores or, you know, standing in line at, uh, for food or, you know, going for the washing machine and it's busy yet again can increase mm-hmm. our stress levels. Um, here in Kinemetha, where there's a factor, uh, we've gone through periods. Uh, my last rotation here was 21 days, and I saw the sun all of two hours while I oh. was here. And so it's beautiful when it's sunny, but when that rain mm-hmm. um, socks in, it can be it can be a lot. It can weigh heavy on all of us. And then there's those worries and concerns about when thing what's going on at home if we're struggling mm-hmm. in our relationships or our children are struggling. And we sometimes feel a sense of helplessness if we're, we're away from home. And, you know, construction remote work are, it's a challenging career. It comes with lots of rewards. It comes with that nice big paycheck, but oftentimes it comes at a price. I can imagine. What are some of the consequences do you find of the stressors in the workplace or of these stressors rather? You know, there's a lots of common themes that we see. Sometimes there's breakdown of relationships. Uh, there's actually a, a high divorce rate uh, within the industry. Um, oftentimes we see for uh, physical pain, chronic pain. Uh, we see poor physical health. There's a bit of a standing joke on site. When you come here, you either bulk up or bulk out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're either at the gym all the time and, and you get really fit. Or you're often, um, you know, it's, it's kind of nice, I have to say, you know, as a mom and a wife coming here and not having to do the grocery shopping and do the cooking and all that is a nice break for me. But it also runs the risk if we're not very mindful in how we're eating uh, the foods that we're choosing, we can end up with uh, poor health because of that uh, fatigue. Uh, sleep is something that is oftentimes, again, that communal living. You know, I, I live in a small, I think it's not very good with distances. I'd say maybe about an eight by 10 room. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've got neighbors and doors slamming um, and just that change. Even 
you know, even something as simple as not sleeping beside my husband every night was a bit of a challenge for me to get used to. So you learn the trick sometimes to help manage that as well. But we also see, you know, negative thinking patterns. Sometimes we see short tempers, um, challenges from becoming distracted if we're unable to keep our minds on task. All of those things become, become overwhelming and become factors that we are trying to. I refer to them as those risk factors that we need to implement those protectorate factors with. And, and that's part of it. I think the job of the team here to do that is to instill some of those protectorate factors to offset the risks. Yes, and when I was on site visiting you, I was so impressed with the tools that are in place to support employees, Uh, but I can see how the long days and the time away from family and community could really impact whether or not you use those those wellness uh, tools that are available. Yeah. Yeah, and some of it is a culture shift, and I think that's one of the things that we're really working on here is changing the culture within the industry. You know, this is still very much a male-dominated industry. Mm-hmm. So there is still a little bit of the old idea that we don't talk about mental health, that you, you know, suck it up, stuff it down. Uh, and we're we're seeing that change. We're seeing more and more people reach out for the services that we're, we're giving, uh, that we've made available. Um, we're able to support, which I think is great, but there still is a bit of that underlying message, and that is part of the work that we're doing here as well, is getting people to think differently when we talk about mental health. And I think a lot of times it starts with just defining what is mental health, because most times people think illnesses, you know, depression or anxiety, you know, I don't have mental health. Well, we all do, because it's that overall part of being healthy. We talk very much about that holistic model, and we talk about health on this project, is about physical, mental, and social well-being, not just the physical. So what are you doing on a day-to-day basis to take care of all of that? And we talk around health being that inclusiveness and, and really trying to build that message. And do you find um, it's really important to train your managers to recognize and respond to those stressors? Mm-hmm. I think there's a couple of things that often fall into place. Sometimes as we, we see people making it out bigger than what it needs to be, well, mm-hmm. you know, what I don't know how to fix this. I, I don't know what's wrong with them. And we say, it's not your job. We're not asking mm-hmm. to diagnose. We're not asking to fix it. We're not asking to make it better because depending on what's going on for the individual, they may not be able to do it. We actually have a, a training program here for supervisors and we say, all we're going to do is teach you is what to look for. You know, mm-hmm. what to, what to be on, be aware that might indicate that you have a staff member struggling. How do you approach them and have that conversation? And then how do you link them to the supports that we have on site? That's all we're asking you to do. But then there's also still sometimes that underlying fear. What if I do the wrong thing? What if I say the wrong thing? You know, what if I make it worse? And again, it's about understanding what your role is. And mm-hmm. it isn't, you know, I would say this, at the simplest, what would you say to somebody that was angry? What would you say to somebody that was sad, right? What is the emotion you're seeing? How do you respond and support that with some direction where to get them where you want them to go? And then just normalizing it, you know, expressing um Maybe your own vulnerabilities, letting them know that it's okay that they can come and talk to you if they're struggling at home or if they're struggling to say on task or if they need to come in and see the counselor, that that's okay. You know, the same as if you twisted your ankle, were unable to work today. If your anxiety is up and you're unable to focus, we want to keep you safe. So maybe you need a day back at camp or you need to pop in and, and talk to the counselor. And that's absolutely fine. 
Yeah, and I think the thing that you, um, the, the terminology that you use so often when we talk about the program is conversation. You're always talking about talking. And I think that that just makes it more normal and, and normalize, um, n- normalizes mental wellness the same as physical wellness. I think, too, you do a lot of work around educating what's empathy versus sympathy. Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think you can work the years in, in healthcare that I have and not become a Brene Brown fan. <laughs> um, but, yeah, talk about that, you know, and again, that position of vulnerability, even within managers, if you haven't been through an experience like this yourself, just that connection, you know, maybe you've experienced loss somewhere else, or maybe you've experienced disappointment, or maybe you've been under high degrees of stress. What did that feel like for you so that Mm -hmm. you have that understanding of what it would feel like for somebody else? Yeah, we're all people. We all have life, right? We we all experiencing experience the same things. Um, What would you say organizations need to consider when establishing well-being programs for employees working on site and or in remote locations? I think there's a few things. Uh, for us, one of the big challenges was we didn't want to come in and sort of be an offset. Like we didn't want to come in and sort of be, okay, well, we're going to talk everything. Oh, by the way, here's mental health. Like, like a really, random act of wellness kind of over there down the hall. Yeah. When yeah. I have time, when I think about it, when I'm not busy, then I'll take care of my mental health. So we really worked hard in fitting into the existing culture um, mm-hmm. here. We actually joined the HSSE team here on site. So we are part of the overall health and safety um, team here. And so it was a great fit for us. Um, that's so That's so pivotal because – Health and safety is the number one commitment by the people on site. So mm-hmm. then it's it's part of being the culture of normalizing wellness. Yes. You know, it's interesting. A, a couple of months ago, I was out uh, doing a training with some supervisors. And, you know, I was getting a little bit of pushback. And that's, I'm okay with that. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. I always say, you know, challenge me. Let's talk about it. Let's, you know, let, let me help change maybe some of your opinions around this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. And it was really interesting because somebody else in the room stood up and he said, you know, he said, when our fathers worked in this construction and building, they didn't wear hard hats. They didn't Mm -hmm. do safety glasses. He says, but they brought that in and that was their change to the safety culture. And he said, in in our generation, Mm -hmm. it's the FLHAs and it's the um, job assessments and the risk hazards. That's what we brought in. He said, and this new generation they're bringing the psychological safety into the workplace. Every generation has done something to change and make the workplace better. And he Mm -hmm. says psychological safety is the new thing that they're doing to make us all safe. Right. And I thought that was absolutely, I'm like, that is brilliant. I'm totally going to steal that and use that. And I said, (laughs) and I said, I, I, and I agree with, with them a hundred percent. We are talking more and more about it and, and morphing it into that, that aspect and fitting it into the existing culture. Right. And, And really it's about our goal is from the moment that you get onto the LNG Canada project, you are introduced to mental health. Your t- mental health is talked about from the welcome packages that we mm-hmm. send um, to the orientation, to the visual onboarding center, 
mental health is part of the culture here. So it's not an afterthought. It's embedded. And we're really making sure that message is held. We have, you know, information cards in rooms and posters. And it's just simply, you know, if you need to go to the clinic for a physical injury or um, concern, you can go to the counselor's office for a mental injury concern. Again, very, very much. And I think one of the things that we, we're really focusing on here as well is that we're making sure that there's support for families. Mm-hmm. And I often say this because as difficult as it is for us to be away from home, it's mm-hmm. difficult for our families as well when we're away. Sure. So, you know, in, in for, for me, when our children were younger, my husband was a camp worker. So he was away from home. It was very different. He, he talks mm-hmm. about the two, the two ACO trailers in the middle of nowhere versus, yeah. you know, I, I sometimes feel like I'm living in a resort. Um, but you know, and I thought about that when I came here, but what were the things that my, myself and my kids would have liked to have known about my husband's environment? So we have actually have a welcome package for families, um, that talks about what does Cedar Lodge look, Cedar Valley Lodge look like? Uh, Mm -hmm. what are they doing here? What are supports for them in terms of long distance parenting, healthy coping skills, all of those types of things. And of course we have the services that WPO offers, you know, for families as well. Um, and that I think we have to recognize if it's hard, if there's challenges at home, it makes it that much harder for our staff to be here. And it also puts them at risk. Right. Um, I'm not a fan of limits on counseling appointments and so many EAPs and programs. Now, six is all you get. Please don't do that. <laughs> you know, because sometimes, you know, you may just need one or two, but sometimes you need longer ones as well. Yeah. We don't limit doctor's appointments, so why are we limiting counseling appointments? Again, that idea, this holistic model, that it's all one and the same. Um, and, yeah, I think just incorporating that message, you know, we I always say, um, you know, as much as we, you know, and we need the physical first aid, I would love to see mental health first aid as required on a work site as, as much as physical first aid is. So just really raising it to the importance uh, that it should be at, incorporating it in that holistic message around health and making sure that there's training programs, that there's opportunities. You know, we're building a peer support program here as well. Um, and again, just being able to meet people where they are when they need it is yeah. one of the best things we can do. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was so impactful for me to just, to just feel the life there. And I thank you for having me as your guest on site, but, you know, I don't even think that you're, you're, um, you're doing yourself a complete justice of all the incredible things that you have on site. I mean, from the safety talks, from medication, physical health is, there's an emphasis there. Absolutely. Every tool is available from a physical health perspective, but same too is everything available from a mental health perspective. I mean, there's ma- there's kilometers and kilometers on that site and, and the wellness team are out there, uh, doing safety talks. They're out there, um, checking in with people, you know, even your interaction with, with, with 3,500 people, the amount of people that knew you, and said hello when we when we were walking around was just incredible. You've done an incredible job. Um, Thank you. So, little, I mean, I always laugh and say I'm a little passionate about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we kind of talked about this, but is there anything else you think that workers need to have timely, adequate access to mental health support that we haven't talked about today? 
Um, I think the only other thing would be treatment programs. You know, if there's mm. a way to help fast track into treatment um, programs, uh, mm-hmm. it would be so valuable. Um, we see such, um, you know, uh, risk around that. I, we, yeah. you know, you look at you look at some of the numbers that are out in the in different communities. We know that it's impactful and it becomes a barrier. Um, and I think again, it's. You know, I come from a world of crisis management and, and, um, you know, looking at sort of the aftercare piece, um, training skills, recognizing that type of thing. And I think one of the big things that we've done here is when you look at the educator that we have on site, he comes from that preventative, the mindfulness, the meditation. Um, and I think that's really important for us to be looking at. It's not just about when somebody gets ill or when somebody needs the services, but what are we doing in terms of, I, I mentioned, for those protective factors. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we doing around uh, like we work very closely with the social recreational team here at Cedar Valley Lodge. We have yeah. support groups on site. So we have dog visits. We have locals that bring in their dogs. We've got. Um, I love that. A, too bad yeah. there were no dogs there when I was there because I needed yeah. a puppy cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. We also have NA. We have AA. We have a women's support group. We have a men's support group. We work with uh, local churches to get services in town. Um, and, and here on site. Um, but you're, you're right. We go out to toolboxes. We have a designated toolbox once a week to mental health. Um, mm-hmm. myself or, or Greg, the educator, we're out quite often. We speak at safety meetings and then we have a whole host of, of programs available. We do company orientations. We always just say, let us know what you need and we'll, we'll make it work for you. Um, and we, uh, we love to talk. I mean, that that's where it comes down to us. They give us a platform to talk and we'll come and talk about it. And sometimes it is um, about the skills and it is about developing that resiliency and, um, you know, informally teaching some CBT skills uh, to how can you reframe, how can you refocus. Uh, we mm-hmm. do, um, you know, we have a big display table and some videos around Bell's Let's Talk. Um, mm-hmm. we, we just filmed a video with one of our contractors last week for the bullying harassment, the pink shirt day that's coming up. Um, you know, we do events on site for mental health week, suicide prevention week. And again, just building that into the culture. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said for just, you know, one to one and humanizing and seeing people in the flesh, but you've, you've really built a culture of all types of supports and access available. You've got a phone, you've got a drop in, you've got, you've got the app, you've got the orientation. I mean, the fact that there's, there's an orientation for all new people on site, an orientation booth that you attend or someone from the, from the um, wellness team attends and talks about as they move on to, you know, safety on site and, and so forth. Uh, it's really woven within your culture and, uh, you are just doing an incredible job. I think we're, we're just a little over a year and a half now of the program and, uh, the work that's been done in the last year has just been, um, it's just been incredible to be a part of and to watch and see. And, um, I thank you so much, Mary Lou, for today's interview. 
It's been a blast. I look forward to um, continuing working with WPO. It's It's been fantastic um, working with all of you and creating this this wonderful new plan that hopefully somebody, every, every, every construction site, every major remote site will have um, a program like this and support their, their workers' overall health. They say it's not about physical health anymore. My, my, here's my, here's my challenge to everybody that's listening, uh, cause this is the challenge that I make to everybody that comes on site. I want you to talk about, think about and protect your mental health in the same way you do your physical health. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome.